You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Comedy Central. Now hiring. Southwest Airlines will be looking to have some um, electronic technician positions opening pretty soon. Now, mm. They have decided to upgrade the customer experience in the cabin. They need to figure out those massive holiday flight cancellations and delays. You can't blame it all on weather, Southwest. Southwest Airlines has now decided to finally install power ports for mobile devices, larger overhead bins, and improved Wi-Fi on the planes. Do you understand how behind the times your plane has to be? You finally (laughs) go. Hey, man. Yes. Wait a minute. The whole announcement was for USB cords, bro? If there's ever an airline that doesn't need power ports, it's Southwest. Why? You're you're never on the plane more than two hours because they stop immediately to drop your ass off to put you on another plane. (laughs) Rod, you early. What's up? I fly Southwest, <laughs> and I I have zero complaints about the service of Southwest. I don't know why people expect so much from a fucking airline. They are flying you to your destination. If you want to complain, drive, motherfucker. Get your ass in the car for seven hours since flying Southwest. It's just such a hassle. Where your plane at, nigga? You talking a lot of shit. To not be able to get to this motherfucker in three hours without me. <laughs> oh, they lost my bags. You just took a flight across the country in three hours. Just celebrate that and shut the fuck up. Roy. <laughs> this okay. Isn't job fair. This this what Rod's rant right now should be that should be the video they play as you push back from the gate. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like yeah. it. A brief that would, that would that would totally raise engagement. I support a brief this. safety announcement <laughs> from my spokesperson Rod. Motherfucker. <laughs> You don't get their attention. I can't stand people complaining about flying. It's the most miraculous thing that has probably been invented since you've been alive. Up to this point in human history, there is nothing more amazing than fucking flight. And people have the nerve to just bitch, moan, and complain like they're not about to experience a miracle in 10 minutes. Shut your ass up. One time for the Wright brothers. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to Wilbur and Orville. You think if they'd have known that this is what flight would have turned into, that they would have still done it? If they knew it would have come down to just people going, man, the internet ain't fast enough when I'm flying in the sky. They'd have stuck to bikes. <laughs> <laughs> they'd have stuck to bikes and I wouldn't have blamed them. Fuck it. Let's just go back to building penny farthings because these people don't know how to act. <laughs> If flying is such a hassle, Mm. drive or get a private jet like Roy and him. Don't say Roy and him, bitch. I'm on Delta. 
Bro, ain't nobody with a podcast flying private. Not a one. You got way more than a podcast. <laughs> Not a one. Going on. <laughs> I don't want to hear that mm. shit. You went to the end. I am a Delta. I, you, you've been on a private jet before. Mm. On a Delta. Yeah, with Trevor, mm. when he got a seat, yeah, bitch, I'd ride with him. I ain't selling no arenas yet. I mean, that's the whole purpose Although, of biracial people is to get dark niggas perks. <laughs> <laughs> Why else would you hang out with a light skinned nigga? Oh, oh, <laughs> what are you on today, bro? Oh, what shit. are you on, right? Who, who would hang out? Who don't want that? <laughs> We talking video games today. We got derailed for a second, but we're back. You know, we're gonna talk to a couple of people that's in the world of video games. One woman up north of the border. We'll go north of Canada, eh? Was that a good accent? Probably not. Um, she's a designer and tester of video games, and then uh, we're gonna scam it a week. We're going to talk to a motherfucker who worked at a GameStop, and I believe GameStop is one of the most duplicitous places on earth next to the funeral home. Really? the price difference. Mm, more corrupt than the FIFA World yeah, Cup. Yeah, it's up there. Video games, uh, they remain a big part of my life. I just, I don't get to play them as often because once you have a child and they can, like, look at what you play, if you don't realize you're playing, like, Resident Evil and Call of Duty and you can't have a four-year-old just downloading that type of imagery. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. look at you being responsible. Yeah. I, I I have a 10-year-old and a 16-year-old, and they both learned at this stage that when daddy plays video games, we go upstairs and close our door. It's the best way to not have to, you know, repeat what I do. Do you play with you know do you play with a headset or do you do the whole surround sound subwoofer like immersion? I do the I, I do the headset and it still doesn't matter. Um the the easiest uh example would be uh I came up one day. I came up one day and heard my son playing Fortnite, and the way he was talking to the people in the game was just out of this world. Oh, you! I, I, and I, you know, and I instinctively, like a parent should, I jumped on him. Don't you talk to people like that when you're playing a video game? What is wrong with you? That is not what it was made for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Took his Xbox cord, walked out the game, walked out the room, <laughs> went downstairs. A couple hours later, and started playing Call of Duty, and it was a rough night of Call of Duty. And so I, I, you know, I did what anybody else having a rough night of it. Man, fuck you, man. Whatever, dog. Yo, don't let me find you. I will dox you. And I turn around and Ralph is standing right there. Yeah, I see. And it was nothing I could say. It was like, okay, so now I, not only now do I play with the headset, but now I don't talk when I play. Son, I, I just shut your up. Your son going to be yelling at women when he's 19. <laughs> and then she goes, why are you yelling at me? I'm sorry. I was, growing up, oh, I watched no, my father no. yell at strangers no, in the yeah. basement. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no, no, no. He's already, he's already yelling at people on the internet, so he's too scared of girls to yell at Perfect. them, so I'm not worried about Perfect. that. You can thank his mom and sister for that. He's yeah, way too scared to get yell that at out of his system. You see him, yeah, see but, him but I was going to say, when it gets too bad, I'm going to send him to ride After anyway. High so he'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. High school for you. Yeah, he can take his gap year with ride. He'll be fine. <laughs> I haven't touched a video game since I was probably in the tenth or eleventh grade. So Did I they played make you video emotional because like video games is like where I first connected with anger. Like I'm being serious. Like mm-hmm. losing the shit ass game. I've thrown mm-hmm. controllers. I've I've broken. Mm-hmm. I've broke three Nintendo, three original NESs. Okay. Just. Respect. Slapping them and hitting them and all of that nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, mm-hmm. I didn't know the word at the time, but I emasculated my brother's friends because I used to kick their butts real bad. What game? What game? And I'm asking for a specific Oh, no. Um, um, what's that game? I was Sonya. Um, oh, Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Slaying them left Yo, and right. See, that's why I asked that. I learned I learned in college, Roy, and I'm, I, you might have as well, but video games was almost like a great social equalizer, man. Because when you ran across a young lady that could whip somebody's ass in Tekken, Mortal Kombat, or whatever, she instantly became that cool-ass girl. Like, it really didn't matter who she was. If she could beat other dudes' ass and the dudes didn't see it coming, you like bringing her around just so she could shut dudes up. You know what I'm saying? So I support that. I, I support ladies who can play. But I guess <laughs> I guess I should just say I grew up. I grew out of video games, guys. That's just me. Nothing's wrong with that. It's just me. 
Did you know the average aim of average age of a video gamer right now is 43 years old? The, the, the generation that grew up with Nintendos and Ataris are grown ass people. Real quick, it's time now for Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Now, I got a CMO up my sleeve. The third, I understand we might have to do a double up today. Yeah, um, yeah, might be quick. Yeah, fire, fire off quick. yours, because this one I know Jacqueline's not going to. Um, no. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, hopefully, so, hopefully, Jacqueline. So you just chose it because I want to prove <laughs> you're so wrong. You, you don't like it when I celebrate <laughs> craziness. <laughs> Traditionally, you don't like oh. it when I celebrate. <laughs> okay, I'm listening. This is an easy one for me since it's a video game episode. I'm going to shout out the kid that um, when I used to live in Los Angeles, I used to babysit this kid, man. And he was really, really good on the GameCube at a, at a game called um, Super Smash Brothers. He would whoop my ass. He was 10 years old. And he would beat my ass with Jigglypuff and Kirby just to prove a point. Like the, the two most kitty characters in the game, he beat my monkey ass. Um, but he was always a good kid. One year I bought him a copy of a game called View It Full, View it Full Joe. And I had no idea that it was going to change his life. Uh, my CMO is a young man by the name of Jordan Talman, who uh, used to beat my ass, but now he's one of the lead programmers and testers for Sony. And if you happen to beat God of War or Uncharted, any of the games that's come out in the last three years, and you go through the credits, you'll see his name oh. in the credits. Wow. So, you know, that's that's my that's my way of people talking about growing up and all that other kind of stuff. Yo, you, you're never too old to play the video games, man, because there's always there's all kind of different ways that you can play and get in there. So, you know, my, my, my CMO is Jordan. Congratulations to that young brother. You are Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Now for my CMO. <laughs> oh, what have you done? As we all know, the former CEO of the crypto company FTX, uh, Sam Bankman Freed, was arrested in the Bahamas and has been extradited to the United States. As we all know, he is the CEO of a bankrupt crypto company. And, uh, okay. He's, you know, he's accused of lying to the shareholders and basically skimming the skin, wire fraud, wire fraud, conspiracy, securities fraud, security fraud, conspiracy, and a partridge in a pear tree. So, so we all know when FTX and all this crypto shit was popping um, about 12 to 15 months ago, there were a lot of celebrity spokespersons who have now been named in lawsuits from people who invested in FTX going, well, Steph Curry motherfucking told me that the crypto was good. So I put yeah. on some money and my money got stole from me. Also named in the lawsuit is Shaquille O'Neal. Oh. Now, the diesel. He took Shaq money? So, no, Shaq was one of the people that was a celebrity spokesperson, you know. Oh. This lawsuit. Oh, no. This lawsuit includes Naomi Osaka, Steph mm. Curry, Larry David, Tom Brady. And um, most of the not people, Brady. most of the celebs named in the lawsuit have all said, hey, you know, I'm not commenting right now. I'm trying to make sure um, that, you know, at this time, it's unfortunate what happened with FTX and um, I, my prayers go out. I did not prayers. defraud people. You know, the, just the various niceties. I want my money. Uh-huh. When Shaquille O'Neal was asked about being named in the lawsuit, Shaquille O'Neal said, quote, I don't understand crypto. I'm just a paid <laughs> spokesperson. Oh, shit. Damn, no. Mm. Shaq said, get the fuck out of my face, bitch. I don't know what I'll be selling. <laughs> they gave me a check, right? We good. Give me the money. What is it? I don't Tell understand. Me what stand. Tell me what to say. Say crypto good? Okay. Action. Crypto good. Got my money. Got <laughs> <laughs> my money. Oh, no. You know, it was a lot, too. You know, they gave Shaq like $20 million to say that. <laughs> Easy. But I just respect the fact that Shaquille O'Neal did not try to like, hey, you know, I was tricked just like you. Shaq didn't lie. Shaq didn't run from it. I like Shaq. Shaq just said, hey, motherfuckers pay me to say shit. I say the shit. I don't be investigating the shit. (laughs) (laughs) Peek behind the curtain. But to be that honest, when you're being named in a lawsuit, like you're being sued for lying to people, 
And then you go, I didn't know what I was doing. I'm yeah. stupid. That, <laughs> you lied to no me. His defense is, I got mm. paid to do it. Like, I don't... I don't understand right. that response, Shaq. <laughs> How can you expect me to be understanding of the words that are coming out of my mouth? You like that, I the people with what you said. Hey, people pay me to say stuff. Right. Get mad at the people who told me to say it. All I do is read the shit that's on the paper. <laughs> How come we not suing the writers? Where the hell are the writers? Like that's Shaq's argument, essentially. That's essentially what Shaq <laughs> wow. is arguing. So, mm. for the, I mm. can't say he lied to the people. He just didn't know. For not you knowing. Know, people were putting their life savings into crypto. <laughs> yeah. Unless they dumb yeah, Straight up. Thank you oh, for so saying they're dumb. dumb. Mm. That they're dumb. Yo. But the lady who gave the bishop her money, oh, she was so sweet she, and she was taking advantage no, no, no. of <laughs> She was These taking people. advantage of because he played with her. You he didn't even let me her. say dumb last week. You was like, Okay, maybe they're mentally incapacitated, mm. but the, but the the crypto people, mm. oh, they dumb. She, <laughs> they dumb. She was taking advantage of. I lost money in crypto. I'm not a lot, but I'm just saying, not like some they, other people. They both got sold the same lie. Give it no, and I's gonna make it better. For yeah, the pastor said you're going to heaven. That's different. Mm. Um, I'm gonna pray for you to get this Mercedes. Uh, either way, I'm trying to figure out why this white boy stole everybody's money, then went to the Bahamas. That is an extra night, extradition country. The they were already in the Bahamas. That's why he was arrested in the Bahamas. FTX is headquartered in the Bahamas. That's why was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It screams state. Yep. Oh. Yeah, this whole company was founded and started and set up in the Bahamas. Oh. All, the, uh, all the executives, they've been down there apparently. In a sucking fuck fest. They say, but now they're doing weird hip, hippie yeah. shit, having orgies and getting high and take, stealing people's money in the Bahamas. Okay, see, now we're, now y'all peeling back some layers. I'm just here to pray, Shaq. So, <laughs> <laughs> for not knowing what you don't know and admitting that you don't know what you don't know and then getting paid, then admitting that you get paid to not know what you don't know and then tell people to go pour their money into it. What? Uh-huh. For that. Say it. That's that's how they explain crypto. Could you imagine explaining crypto to Shaq? <laughs> no, no, no. Shaq has a business degree, uh, so mm. So? <laughs> really? That's your justification? Shaq has a business There's a bunch of PhDs that are multi-millionaires that lost money in this. Shaq, I tried. And and I love Shaq. I'm a big fan of Shaq. But let us not fret about the fact that Shaq took six years to get a a degree in general studies from LSU. General studies. He was flourishing. General studies, Roy. Flourishing in basketball. He had to go study. General studies. It wasn't me, Shaq. For that, Shaquille O'Neal. You are Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. JG, bless us with the introduction of our first video game test quality control test today. Well, we have Mia, and she lives in Montreal, Canada. And she's a polygoat, a person who knows and uses several different languages. Today, the language Mm -hmm. scientist is going to share her experience experience testing video games. Welcome, Mia. It's very nice to see you today. Now, so when we look at this job, do you test all games or are you testing just one quadrant of a game? Are you testing the overall experience of the game? What's the bare basics of this occupation? So you basically have two kinds of testing. You have the testing when the game is finished and you kind of test the beta version, you know, before the cannot release it right before, but you also got the testing that is actually part of the making of the game. So uh, you got in that alpha testing, you have two parts. You have the functionality testing in which basically uh, they send us a version of the game and sometimes it's very early, like the characters don't even have faces or proper hair. It's just like very, very early in the making of the game. And functionality testing is you got to okay. hit that button. And if the character doesn't do what it's supposed to do the moment you hit the button, that's a bug. 
So you need to report the bug, you send yeah. it back to the developer, and then every bug gets fixed until the game is finally free of bugs as much as you can. And that's the functionality testing. Now you got the linguistic testing, the, the localization testing. It's the translation part in every language that the game is going to be released in. And that translation part is another kind of testing wow. completely different. That's what I actually specialize mm -hmm. in. All right. Um, so that so, is part of the making. Well, that is part of the making of the game, actually, before it's even like really done. That's the thing. So before mm -hmm. we even get into the quest, the plot, and whether or not the game is actually fun to play, we have to make sure, A, the character jumps when he's supposed to jump, walk where you want him to walk, and verbally people have to, like a game, like let's just take Grand Theft Auto or John Madden Football, where you have announcers where there are hundreds of phrases preloaded into the game to, to simulate the play-by-play -play experience. Then you would come in and just sit and listen to the play-by-play -play in the languages that you speak because you're polyglot. So as a polyglot, you might just play Madden in French all day and you're listening for, did the announcer get the phrase wrong or did the... First, there's the written part, all the subtitles, you translate, you need to check everything, even like the legal things at the very start of the game, you know, when you just open the thing, uh, uh, the menu, like every detail, everything that is written needs to be checked, not only for the language, but how, for example, sometimes it overlaps, you know, it goes out of that box that is supposed to be in, so that's, you need, you need to report. But also the voiceovers, you need to listen to all the voiceovers, and indeed, it's not just about the language and the translation of the words. Things like jokes and cultural references uh, need to make sense in the language that you're going to translate the game in. So, for example, a game like GTA, and that's a great example because you, get, you have plenty of, even if, when you turn on the radio in the car, you have jokes, you have insights, you, ha you have stuff that need to make sense for whatever place. Is going to play yeah. back in like uh, mm. Russia or France or England. It needs to make sense. So you need to make sure that the jokes are also translated in a way that are going to be funny. And that's when you need not only people that actually speak the language, but people that are from the country because they know, you know, mm. their own cultural mm -hmm. references. And this is why Montreal mm -hmm. is a big pool for that because we have people from all over the world working in here and that's why wow so if you can speak multiple languages montreal is a place to get the yeah. jobs that need people who speak multiple yeah, languages absolutely do you see more games coming down the pipe now where the idea might be from one country but you have to make them all you got to make them global like god of war is coming out things like that well it's, it's always complicated to make something global because mm -hmm. references are not the same from a place to another. Now you yes. can unite people under like a reference that is known by all, but then you can still need to adapt some parts eventually, you know, depending on the public that, you, that, that you're uh, aiming. Uh, now, not all games are translated in every language, but a game like The Sims, for example, is, you know, mm -hmm. like you even have like Czech and... and crazy languages that not all the developers actually release games in these languages. But um, it's actually, I'm, I am not a tester anymore. I haven't been for a long time, but that's how I started in the company uh, that I work mm -hmm. for now. Uh, I was a, an immigrant desperate to find a job and I was over, uh, over uh, how do you say, uh, overqualified. What has it been, what has been your experience growing, not only from video game tester to, walk us through where you are now within the world of video games and some of the hurdles and bullshit that you've had to deal mm -hmm. with within that world. One yeah. is an immigrant, two is a woman. Like, it's kind of like strike one, strike two. And three, you in tech. And you know they be mistreating women in the world of tech. So first, now, I obviously leveled up as I was supposed to. I'm a learning and yes. development specialist. Yeah. Uh, my salary is time three now, so I'm pretty happy. You know, it's All been right. a long time coming. And um, so uh, I actually, I, I specialize in languages. And one of my mission right now is actually to teach French to our uh, 
employees that are immigrants and need to learn French to remain uh, in Canada. Uh, so I help Sorry. them with that. Uh, I'm very happy because I feel like, you know, I have a purpose. Uh, yeah. But um, to be very honest, the company that I work for, uh, we, we are not developers. We are a huge service, uh, multi-line service provider for developers and a lot of them are actually our clients. And the company yeah. I work for is extremely diverse, extremely um, tolerant, and there are literally all kinds of people working for this company. Like literally, I have never been in presence of so many people from so many different horizons. Like, should it be like racial, religion, uh, uh, gender, no gender, every gender, like everything mm. is represented. I have been working with people coming to work dressed with Pikachu onesies, literally. Yeah. People with tattoos yeah. on them. They're furries. You go to work with furries. <laughs> yeah. um, people with, with green hair. Well, yeah. first, I come from the hip-hop industry, so you know. Uh, if I survived like 14 years in that industry, I think like, yeah, that was a breeze. That was like a breeze, you know? Um, but no, I never really suffered of being a woman in that industry, honestly. Maybe because it's the company I work for. Maybe, probably. But I can't complain about anything. But then, Mia, also your work ethic is sincere and it's genuine. So there might've been those microaggressions that you overlooked because you are the type of person that gets the job done. For sure, for sure. Um, but I'm probably just grateful because like they pretty much mm -hmm. accept everyone. And I had a very hard time finding a job because my name is Muslim, you know, it sounds kind of Muslim. I was born in Paris, but still, you know, it's not clearly from Canada. And it, it, it's a reality. It's a very welcoming country, but you know, nothing's perfect. And it's a reality. Absolutely. And I'm just grateful that they at least gave me a chance. And as soon as they saw my qualifications and superpower, they actually leveled me up. And, and you know, it's Sorry. just it's just super fair. So I can't, you know, I would love to be bitching about them, but I can't. You know? so, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You don't, you don't have to do that because I currently work with someone, the man down there in the corner, who is similarly open and honest with all the women that he works with. He hears us and he wants to hear us. So I totally get it that there's nothing to complain about. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you, Jacqueline. I, I try not to be an asshole. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about hiring somebody in a fur outfit. We'll have to see and do Hey, man, we can't discriminate against are. the furries, bro. Furries make great producers. Discriminate. I'm just saying yeah, I ain't hiring them off resume alone. I need to see you. I need to make eye contact with you. Oh. Mia, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of knowledge of your world with us. Thank we you. appreciate you. Um, I got to we'll get up you. to Canada, see what that healthcare talking about. See what's going on up there. I might have to go up there and marry me somebody, Jacqueline. Uh, healthcare. <laughs> come on back to the States. You know? <laughs> I think that's how mouth. it worked, right? No, Roy. I think that's how it no. worked. Yeah, I'm going to go no. sure. I'm positive. Let me get on Canadian Tinder. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Canadian Tinder. What's it called? Tinder, eh? That was too easy. Tinder. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. Mia, thank you so much for coming thank on the you, show. Mia. We appreciate you. This appreciate is it is great. my pleasure. Thank you for sharing this world. Call me for the music industry. I got stories. Thank you. Bye now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> She's great. She's so cultured. And she says, bye now. Uh, the homie Narado is going to come on and drive the show off the rails. I'm curious about what his favorite video games were. It's the job fair. We'll be right back. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Job fair. We are talking video games. Um, we need. Did we even name our favorite video games of all time? I don't think we did that. Rod was too busy cussing out, cussing us out about daring to want more from a fucking airline. All, but all time, I'm going to go OG Mario Kart, Grand Theft Auto 3. Now, what I currently play right now is MLB The Show. I still play Grand Theft 5. Those are the two. And then I dabble in FIFA and I dabble in Call of Duty. I don't even mm. play NBA 2K because it's too hard to relearn. Like these sports games now, my fuck, you have to train like a real athlete to learn how to do this shit. Especially <laughs> the NBA <laughs> games. Yeah, it's NBA games are the worst. You'd be 6'10 and really? can't dunk. That shit's horrible. It's too fucking hard. <laughs> JG, all time, what's your three? Oh, easy. That is going to be Skate or Die. That's going to be Mike Tyson punch out. I beat him twice. I'm so proud of that because you got to hit him right there in the ce- in the center, and then he go. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Is that your Mike Tyson sound? Yeah, beep, 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 beep. just like that. And then lastly, Mortal Kombat. Rod, I'm gonna guess for you. Ooh, I feel like at least one NASCAR game is somewhere. My top three all time in video games would have to be uh, Skyrim. Ooh, let's go, Rod. Good one. Um, Dragon Quest Eight. Love that game to death. And number three all time, I got to go with the original Contra on the Nintendo. Nice. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. A B, A B, start. Select start. Contra was, yeah. Contra was fire. I feel like all of y'all chose very, very good games, even though some of them are very, very old. Uh, but they have emulators, and you can still play them on your computer now. Jacqueline. Uh, but that being said, it would be uh, mm, FIFA, period. Assassin's Creed, the whole series, period. And then God of War, full stop, period. Those would be my top three. Easily, those are the three games I still get excited about playing. Honorable, honorable mention, honorable mention to Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Yeah, the, Modern Warfare. My issue with Call of Duty though is that some of the the plot of them games, some of the plot of some of the Call of Duties don't make sense. You know? Hey man, mm-hmm. let, let me help you out, homie. Let me help you out. You you know why the plots have sucked and have sucked for so many years? It's very simple because nobody plays that part of the game anymore. They only play a multiplayer game. Nobody nobody goes in and plays the campaign anymore. Yeah. It was scary. There was a undercurrent of commentary about the military and war as a whole. And it's just devolved into there he is. Get him. Chase him. Shoot him. All right. You got him. Chase the next motherfucker. All right. Drive the tank. Shoot him. And that part of it, you know, I don't know. I kind of. I look at it as a. I agree with you. I look at it as a easy way for 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 white kids to say the N word and, and not get and get away with it. That's pretty much what all the games are involved in now. All the kids jump on and talk all the crazy. I'm, all, I'm okay with video game bullying. I think it keeps them boys from out in the forest burning cats and shit. Oh, no. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing satiates that desire, buddy. <laughs> Why is there so much truth to that? Nothing. <laughs> the dark passenger deck. Trust me. You, the, the, the aggression the aggression that comes with wanting to burn a cat alive is not one percent close to the aggression that makes you want to yell the n-word in a video game chat room 
<laughs> That's fair. <laughs> that might be the best comparison I've ever heard. That is fair. That them is- boys just trolling, okay? <laughs> Ain't no serial killers playing them games. Them boys are in the woods with them cats and the box matches, and somebody better get out there. Oh, no. <laughs> somebody better get out of there. <laughs> Bring our boys home. Oh, shit. Bring our boys home. We bring them on this program to to give you topics. To share with coworkers you can't stand, those people at your job that you've run out of things to talk about. As you hear the clinking of the ice indicating that he's out of peanut butter whiskey, that means he's ready to talk to us. Mm. Uh, we call this segment Breaking the Ice. His mama named him Murado. We call him Rod for short. Rod, JG had a had a interesting proposition mm-hmm. on a social media that I want you to break down. Now, as we all know, Jacqueline is the proposal champion. She is undefeated. I am not! Mm. Proposals with a lifetime record of four and a half, oh, <laughs> and, well, four, oh, and, and one. one. <laughs> four and a half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Sounds right. That's, that's not right, oh, is it? Right. Oh. You're the champ. JG put it. Wouldn't it be Yeah. yeah. Not a, not. It would be 0.4.5. You was the one that called it a half. Don't get right. on us. I still don't know what it means, but <laughs> you was the one that says it's for a half. So it is a half. Jacqueline put a kite up in the sky, mm-hmm. trolling for some um, Christmas vacation. But JG, I, I'll let you re- read it. Look at her, little miss. I don't buy presents for anybody under any circumstances for Christmas. Mm. It's soliciting <laughs> Christmas gifts in an abuse of power. That is wow. not true. I was being silly this morning because I had nothing mm-hmm. better to do, and I was on Twitter. And what happened? Okay, and what's and what did you say? And what did they say back to you? We're gonna let Rod break this down. See whether or not you got you a nice fishing. Might be wedding ring number five. Mm-mm, mm-mm, no, I said loose diamonds. No, I said if anyone is Christmas shopping for me, I'm a size two weeks in the UAE on the North Shore of Ahanu in Paris and Bali, respectfully. So people said nice things back. And then this one person said, would you be willing to size down three days to Atlantic City? What? That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) My man said, I know what you used to, but I only got Southwest money, okay? (laughs) 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 They don't go to the UAE. They got you connected on Mars. (laughs) 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 Interest you in a 14-hour layover in Kansas City, Miss Lady? (laughs) My man cut deals like Chris Rock. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. Mm. Weeks, good luck. How about three days in Atlantis? <laughs> Rod, give these people some shit to talk about with the co workers at the job. Pusha T, longtime Kanye West friend and collaborator, has stepped down as president of Kanye's music label, Good Music. He says he was been oh, disappointed in some of the things Kanye has been saying and doing. And he's just got to separate himself from his good friend, man. Wow. Yeah, pushes out, pushes out. You know it's real to push it bounce, bro. I ain't even going front. It's, it, it don't get more real than pushing. Right. Because that nigga would ride with his boys through mm. hell. You don't know have what no mean? theory. Push mm. out. Kanye is fucked and fucking up. <laughs> It's very, it's very unfortunate because there's like the people like like when you think about like okay, Donda Academy closed right, and the crypto of schools. He's fucking. <laughs> Hello, I'm Shaquille O'Neal for Donda Academy. Send your kid to Donda. You want your boy to be smart? You want him to be. <laughs> He's what learn. You learn all the tools at Donda. I with my money. Shaq, you're being sued. This school is not accredited at all. It's following no curriculum. I don't understand school. I don't understand school. 
it took me six years to get a general education <laughs> diploma. <laughs> I didn't understand the school is not in the channel. I'm a paid spokesperson. spokesperson. <laughs> it's not in the script. Fuck. But the kids who played basketball for that school and the parents who brought their kids into that school and we can make the argument whether or not the parents are fools or not to take their kids mm. to an unaccredited private institution. But the teacher, like this is these are people's livelihoods, bro. If pushes out, what about the A and R people, the marketing people, everybody that's behind all of those artists that are on good music? If you're an artist on good yeah. music, what do you do when your boss go crazy? That shit ain't in your contract. You can't just walk away from some seven album deal. Record label contracts are so ironclad that even if Kanye straight gets a Hitler mustache tomorrow, you probably still owe him five more albums. That's so true. <laughs> With no ANR support, and you've lost Pusha, mm-hmm. who actually is a fucking culinary fucking like he's an aficionado of music and sound and lyrics and content. Like the dude has always okay. been in the nuance of stuff. He is the right. He was the right person to help usher in those types of artists into the fucking record industry. Like the type like of Sean and all man. The shit is sad. The shit is sad. And all of the employment fallout of Kanye's antics is, is I think, Mm. something that's never being talked about. But he does a lot of this wild shit for attention and reporting on it, to me, feeds back into it. Like, it's a a cycle, you know? And that's why, you know, you can't say ignore him, but goddamn. But when you see your employer's losing his mind, you might want to jump ship. You might want to save yourself. You might want to realize that you have a mortgage and real bills, children, and people to yeah, take yeah, care of. So when true. it's time to go, it's time to go. Yeah, but it's- if he's not listening, stop talking. Nobody else is gonna keep your lights on in your house but you. So on the on the other side, um, a baddie with a gavel in Colombia was just suspended from the bench. Uh, there's a very gorgeous judge down there. Justice Vivian Polania has an Instagram page where she posts a lot of sexy pictures of herself. But her day job is court justice. And she showed up recently <laughs> to a okay. virtual court hearing, laying in the bed, smoking a cigarette, wearing nothing but a t-shirt and pants. <laughs> Are you serious? And the office took great offense to that. And according to her, this is just revenge because they hate how sexy she is and hate that she be showing that thing off on IG. And her excuse for what happened was she was laying in the bed like that because she had low blood pressure and an anxiety attack. She needs a cigarette for, she needs a cigarette for balance. That's all. Just... She, she needs to show up to court, land in bed, half naked, smoking a cigarette because she had low blood pressure and an anxiety attack. <laughs> so let me make sure I understand this. She was, this is Zoom court, right? Zoom court, oh. real court, yeah, an actual court. All rise. <laughs> All rise for the honorable judge, whatever, whatever. And then she turns her video on and she's just like, oh, look at her. She's Bruh. Colombian. Okay. I wouldn't know what to do if I was in Zoom court. <laughs> All rise for show. And that showed up. Bruh, I'd like, oh. be looking around behind right. me like, what the? the, the. Right. Jacqueline, I just, I just, all right, Rhonda, thank you for sending the article. JG, you can read the top part of the article. <laughs> But don't scroll down. <laughs> don't scroll down. Yeah, no, I don't. Open I pulled up her stuff. Twitter. That was a mistake. Don't pull up her Twitter. This, this article is fine. Don't pull up her Twitter. Oh my god. Oh, I'm not. Jeez, we need to get her on for the second. You know episode. she's selling used draws on the side, bro. Look at that. She's selling all kinds of used draws. I promise you. Good night, Almighty. How are you a judge? I, I do not. Social media has really ruined us. Yes. It really has. Like, if you, you want to be freaky deaky, go be freaky. Go set up an OnlyFans. And, like, you could, like, have a fake courtroom and make people pay you money to be fucking penalty. You got to fucking, yeah, I'm the judge. You want to be punished? Oh. Disorder in the court. Dot XXX. But how would you feel going to 
being sent to jail by this woman and then seeing pictures of her getting passed around the prison. She gave you 30 years. <laughs> you masturbated in prison wow. to the woman who put you there. <laughs> Mm. You scrolling porn on a smuggled jail phone, and you swipe through, and then here's the woman. It, ma- it, makes, you it, makes, it makes you look at the school to prison pipeline a little bit differently, don't it? Just <laughs> it give you a little twist on that, right? Like just, she needs people for her OnlyFans. She 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 gonna take your money in prison. She don't care. Good night. Yeah, and that wow. sounds awful. But this is again. This is like the Kanye thing, though. This is where. How, mu- so. how much of this is she doing for attention and they're giving her the attention which only makes her act out more which creates more outrage amongst the other judges that are all conservative and built like baked potatoes so I'm mm. sure they're jealous so like there's some degree of and that's no disrespect to anybody built like mm. baked potatoes but mm. <laughs> let's see. I, I, I say scratch the word outrage though I mean um what did you call it? You said act out more. I think she's might be just doing what she likes. When I say outrage, like acting out like that, JG, what I mean is attention in any form for some people is a positive, even if it is negative attention. Mm-hmm. So okay. she could do this to get positive attention from just gin pop, regular Joes, who, oh, baby, you so fine. And then the people at at work go oh how could you do that and then it just makes you go take even racier photos because it Uh, creates a centrifuge of attention from both from acceptance and disapproval and yes that just you're not gonna tell me what to do you're not gonna tell me what Mm -hmm. to do therefore i'm gonna act out more because you tried to tell me what to do. what happens if she wasn't doing all this like what if she wasn't doing this for attention and we just happen to stumble on her because she finally took a picture drunk in bed and then we see the rest of this shit because like that's kind of like what happens when it's in reverse like because that's the way i feel i never knew the judges in columbia you ain't posting pictures like that on the internet because you don't want attention. But what what do you think she's going to do during this three-month suspension? Wide open. She's going to be wide open with it. She's just going to go and do more, and this is only going to raise her profile and raise her prices. I feel like this is Rhonda, see if you can find it. I'm so glad you asked and not me. I was like, Rhonda, I mean, don't you dare. It's for the sake of research is the way I look at it, you know. <laughs> It's fine. It's, I'm, it's I'm, I'm right single now. right now, Ralph. Use me. <laughs> run, your, right? run your passport up to date. How's your I'm Spanish, bro? You got Joe's in Columbia. Columbia. <laughs> I ain't... Listen, I'm not finna go down to Columbia. We'll be like, what happened to Roy? I don't know. He went to Columbia. And I ain't heard from like... <laughs> How fucked up would it be you get arrested in Columbia so you can see this judge and then just get some dude named Enrique? <laughs> <laughs> Carlos de Bogota and him motherfucker sentence you to 40 years like god damn <laughs> see the fine yeah, the the <laughs> I was gonna eat my way out of this one <laughs> and on that note really doing Kwanzaa that's what you're gonna that's how we're gonna end the segment Ooh, oh <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what you mean. It means just podcast. You know, you know. <laughs> His mama named him Rado. We call him Rod for short. Rod, as always, brother man. Thank you, Rod. After the break. We're going to bring this video game week home. We're going to talk to a GameStop employee and give us give us a game on some of these scams over there at GameStop. You thieving motherfuckers. I just bought the game for $60. How is this shit only worth $4 on the trade? We're going to figure out why from this gentleman. Are you angry? It's a job. We'll be right, be right back. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thank you as always, Rod Scam of the Week Time. Now, we are talking video games today in the world of video games and video game testing specifically. As we all know, third, there are a couple of industries that I do feel are duplicitous, mm. shady, and in no shape, shady. Form fashion. Should they be respected? That goes college tuition. Mm. The funeral home industry. Total shade. And of course, GameStop, because you motherfuckers be giving me $2 for this goddamn used video game that you know good and goddamn well you gonna flip for $40 to the point mm. where there was a scandal a while back. Um, shit, this might have been 2015, 2014, somewhere in mm. there, where GameStop employees were encouraging customers to purchase the pre-owned games instead of the new version yep. of the game because yep. it was more profit yep. for them. And the developers were like, wait a minute, bitch. You gonna sell the used Madden 23 because some crackhead beat it in two weeks because they never went to bed and they brought it right back. You gonna sell that before you sell my new shit? Oh, we'll fix you, right. bitch. Now we're gonna go digital with a lot of our titles. Oh. And that's where a lot of that evolution yeah of how video games were distributed yeah. to the consumers came from. It's because GameStop was trying to fuck. They, they shady motherfuckers. Oh. And I don't know how they survived longer than Blockbuster Video, but your day is coming, bitch. It's almost over. Freaking no, Roy. It's, two it's almost over. Just say it. It's two things that's going to happen. Over. I'm not rooting for a company to fail, but they have continually exploited the customers. They're never going to be a sponsor of this fucking podcast. I do not care. How you want me stand in line for a game? Stand in line for a game, beat the game, then I come back two days later and you're only going to give me $4 for the game, bro? And it wasn't crack. It was Red Bull, Roy. I, I paid that. 60 for that game. You're going to sell it for 55 You're giving me $3. Something, something wrong with that. Man. I something. don't. should have gone to my GameStop card or something. I'm, I'm not interested in them actually sponsoring the show. My concern is, is that you are a wizard of your own doing. You're three for three. Don't make it four for four. I talked shit about the Juneteenth ice cream. They got it out of there. I talked shit about yeah. the Choco Taco. That's they got no. it out of there. Trevor Noah was collateral oh, damage. Yeah. My bad. These Didn't mean to make that, brother. These things up. happen. Boom. Three things in this life are going to happen before I die, Jack. What? You listening to me right now. Hmm. GameStop is going <gasps> to shut down. Shut it down. They're going to turn down the music and put <laughs> And Joe's Crab Shack is going to let me enjoy a meal by myself in silence and the people will not come out and do a single stupid dance and interrupt my delicious dining experience. Stop playing baby shark. Stop it. Who do we have on the line? Jack? Josh, I'm so sorry. Welcome to the show. It's Josh and the Minnesota native works as a forklift driver for a building supply company. And prior to that, Josh spent 10 years in the video game industry, first in retail at the GameStop. And then as a video game mm. tester for a company that shall remain nameless, Josh will be talking mm. to us about the experience within the gaming industry and the store behind how he eventually got laid off while on vacation. Hello, Josh. Hello. Josh. It's good to be here. Huge so, fan. Let me add an asterisk to the GameStop rant. GameStop was is 
is still a good place for gamers to go and commiserate and ask educated questions about titles that they're thinking about getting much in the same way that you could go to the corner record store and not the big Sam Goody or Turtles or Camelot Musics of the of the era. You can get real insider knowledge and conversation about a title and what they think about it, because all those GameStop employees, I will say this. They know their shit when it comes to what's a good game, what's a bad game, what's a glitchy game. Uh, tell us a little bit about your time there at the GameStop. Then we want to get into the world of video game testing with you and how you got into that. Well, it's it's actually kind of complicated the way GameStop works because, uh, well, they make most of their money off used games, right? So they encourage people to trade in their games. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah the, the margin on new games is very small. I think for a $60 yeah. game, they pay about 48 or $52 for it. So it's very small margin um, to sell a new game or a new system or anything like that. And like you said, they, you know, they'll buy your game for like four bucks and sell it for like 40 at least. Okay. Um, brand new games, they tend to pay like 25 or 30, like maybe for the first six weeks the game is out. But after that, yeah, it drops a ton. Significant. So if you don't drop, if you don't trade in your games within two months, you're screwed as far oh, as getting it. Um, Mm-hmm. So, yeah, most of their business isn't used stuff, so they will definitely recommend used over new, especially mm-hmm. like you were saying, like Madden. If they have a used copy, they're going to you know recommend that over a new one um, just because they make you know, maybe 30 bucks a profit Every over time. 10. So, he, t- yeah. he just taught me something. Now I understand why my nephews, when they couldn't drive, they kept calling me, auntie, auntie, can you take me to GameStop? And then when I get there, like 12 children get in one car and then they all just fall out the car because they had to go take the games back. I didn't understand why they had to keep going to GameStop. GameStop is a is an example of an archaic model. Okay. Because back in the day, you used to buy a whole bunch of games and you had the games and you couldn't do shit with them. But then GameStop opened so you could take all of your PlayStation games, all of your all your early Xbox games and trade them in and get something for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how a lot of people did it. I'm something better than nothing. Uh, well, I mean, it's the same concept as a pawn shop. You can't expect to get what your stuff is actually worth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a it's a profit thing. They they're going to lowball you and they know you're too lazy to put it on eBay or anything to get like the full price. So they'll, you know, they'll just give you whatever okay. they feel is fair. Well, then, then, then let me speaking of fair. Then, let, then let me add another asterisk. How much is GameStop to blame for pushing used games? Do you think part of why they push used games is because the video game developers are taking a bigger chunk of the retail sales? The fact that GameStop is only making ten dollars off of something that costs Ooh. sixty sixty five dollars that feels a little slimy from the video game industry. So did they create this used video game monster themselves through their own greed? Yeah, um, Mm -hmm. I'd say GameStop's always had a pretty sticky relationship with video game publishers for that reason. Um, Publishers obviously want to sell as many copies as they can, so they don't want to sell the same game over and over where they only make the profit the first time. So obviously, yeah, uh, but they also know that GameStop is a big resource for them as far as selling their games and selling systems and even used games benefit publishers in a way because if someone buys a used game and the publisher wants to release a sequel, maybe that person will buy the sequel, you know, brand new. So it publishers will never fully abandon GameStop, but they also don't really like it that much. It's just kind (laughs) of like a necessary evil, I guess. I don't, but but it seems in a way the video game industry has figured out to some degree ways to circumvent GameStop by just selling games as downloadable. Like I bought MLB the show, 20, is it 22, 20, whichever one Shohei Otani's on the cover of right now. I think that's 23. That's, yeah. So I bought that, I downloaded that. And then within the game, he, if you give us $10, we'll give you a little more game. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Mo- we just made yeah. up some more video game. Oh man, wanna, See, like Call of Duty this, does the same shit. You buy Call See, of this Duty. This is you, you, you guys are still sounding like old people, and I'm older than y'all know. In grown man gamer language, that's called buying tits. 
All right. You got to buy the tits for the game because that's what it's called. You don't because if you play against these kids, the kids play for hours upon hours. Grown ass people don't have that time. So you just (laughs) skip that shit and buy the damn tits. Otherwise, you can't play with the kid. Josh, please tell me I'm not lying to them. That's that's the entire uh, way the industry is set up right now. They, yep. I mean, just charging for a game isn't enough. They have to, nope. they have to do all sorts of microtransactions or season passes and anything to get downloadable money content, out of you. Downloadable and extra content. mat. Like, like Mario Kart. I just paid twenty dollars for Mario Kart on mm-hmm. Switch to get four new tracks because I'm mm-hmm. tired of the other tracks. So, are things like that ways that they could circumvent the GameStop craziness and greed? Absolutely. I mean, I've been fully digital for about five years now. I haven't been to GameStop Talk about in forever. It. I think I had to buy like a carry case there a while ago and I just got sick of it. But yeah, uh, digital is the way to go as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you get the game right away. You can even download it before it comes out so you don't have to wait in line for anything. Yes, sir. Uh, pre-ordering has always been a scam. Don't do it. Yep. Um, really? Wait a minute. Why is oh, yeah, I suppose, yeah, we could get Talk to that. that. So pre-ordering was something when I worked at GameStop back in the mid 2000s or early 2000s, it was much bigger than it is now because physical copies were everything back then. Right. But uh, you basically had to pre-order some games because they would only order limited quantities. But most games Mm. like a Halo or something, they would have way more than they possibly would need. So you would never need to pre-order something like that. But they would still insist that people would come in, pl- place down 5 or $10 to pre-order a game. They might get some midnight bonus. And you get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the year I got the Call of Duty um, fucking night vision goggles when I bought I Modern got those Warfare. Too, yeah. Yeah. We got spammed together. That shit was oh, awesome. Shit. Yeah. $150, totally worth it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Every minute of it. Oh, God. But yeah, there was all sorts of there was all sorts of gimmicks like that. There was a chainsaw controller for Resident Evil oh. 4. There were the bongos for Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, there was all kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out shout out to the Nintendo. So pre-sale is to feign extra demand and make people feel like they're getting something exclusive and you hit them with an upcharge for some shit that was going to be in stock anyway on release day. Right. Mm. I mean, it's not an upcharge because, I mean, they're just paying it ahead of time. But um, it's basically just guaranteeing that they have a copy. And uh, it tells the publishers that their game is going to sell well, which, you know, makes them send more copies to GameStop. And, you know, it's a cycle. The game's coming in. Right. So like they, they would, they would you a just, bonus if you traded it right. towards a res- reservation. So it was almost it was almost like uh, it was almost like going to a check cash in place. Like, there's a, oh, we we gonna take your money, but you know what? Go ahead, we are gonna come back in. So they would keep you in a circle, bro. Exactly. Was, but what about the scammy. game systems themselves? It was maybe I don't know if it was last holiday season or the season before last. I won't name any names, but we all had like our computers open. We had our phones open, and we were trying to get this particular. Tell the story. Tell what you happened. Don't know how I got my Tell PS- what happened. Here's how I got okay. my PS5, and I only did it because my 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 best friend that I've known since the seventh grade, his son really wanted an Xbox to buy a single PS5. I had two laptops <laughs> on Ethernet with. Three Best Buy tabs open in three different browsers. I had Safari, I had Chrome, I had Firefox open, and I was refreshing and refreshing and refreshing. So in total, I had 18 windows open on two different devices, and I was able to buy one of each. And it took me five fucking consecutive hours of refreshing. Oh, He's not throwing out there that he had other people on computers and phones and other places, too. I also had Jacqueline on Walmart. <laughs> I was on Best Buy. The yes. supply and demand. Is that the question? JG? I didn't mean to cut you off. How's, what's the scam? Yeah. Of that? Why are they, they stretching out the dope? It's been two years. We know you got enough fucking That's the question. to make, make more of them, bitch. Actually, they don't. There's a huge chip shortage right now that's affecting everything. You probably heard about that. Still? Right? Yeah, the chip Still. shortage that's affecting cars, computers, game consoles, phones. Yeah, that's the reason it's so hard to get oh. an Xbox Series X or a PlayStation 5 right now. Um, just they cannot make enough. Before we get you out of here, Josh, tell us a little bit about this world of video game testing. How did you get into it? And for people that are interested in that path, how can they kind of find their way into that now? Uh, 
the the way I got into it is from working at GameStop. I heard that there was a publisher nearby that did uh, game testing, and I'd heard about game testing, um, and I was always kind of reluctant to do it because I knew what kind of uh, what kind of demands it placed on people. But I was sick of retail, so I figured I'd give it a shot, and. Uh, yeah, apparently the retail experience was enough for them because they know if you work at GameStop, like you said, they have a lot of knowledge. So having knowledge about video games is really big if you want to get into testing. Uh, also, having good writing skills Ooh, is very important. Okay. Um, that's the only reason that the game testing does not typically pay minimum wages because it is kind of a skilled position where you need knowledge of video games and you need, uh, you know, good writing skills. So you need to be able to not only find a defect, but be able to describe in great detail to someone who has never played the game before how to find that defect. Mm. Um, along with providing any sort of screenshots or videos and stuff like that. So you need very good communication skills and very good um, knowledge of video games. What's the money like, Josh? Can you take somebody out on a good date? Fuck no. Oh my gosh. No. Um, so, okay. I started in 2006 and I went to 2012. Mm-hmm. Back then, being a game tester was paying $9 an hour. Um, Easy. Okay. I think so the same place that I age. did work, they're now paying 11 which isn't much. Yeah. But um, you had... Yeah, basically relied on overtime to make any money at all, but you would always yep. get overtime. So um, the other thing about testing is that I worked both as a tester and as a lead. As a lead, mm-hmm. your salary. So basically they own you and you can work as many oh. hours as they want you to work without paying you more. So sometimes my testers were actually making more money than I was because yes. they were getting paid overtime and I wasn't. So, But you were happy, shite, right? Shite, shite. Happy-ish. <laughs> I mean, I'm not there anymore, so that that should tell you something. Happy-ish. <laughs> well, Josh, we can't thank you enough for thank peeling you. back the lid on this world a little bit. And uh, appreciate you. The next time I go into a GameStop, I'm gonna walk in there with pawn shop energy. <laughs> <laughs> They're used to it. NHL 2016 and say, give me my 75 cent, you oh. thieving motherfucker. <laughs> Get it over with. <laughs> Josh, thank you so much for coming on the Job Fair. Thank you so much. That's the show. Roy's Job Fair is a product of iHeartMedia, Comedy Central, South Park, and Prince Productions. Hey, look, man. That... What? You know, Rod, I... I, I, I feel like, Rod, you, you owe an apology to us frequent flyers who just simply want better commodities on the air. And I think it's not unreasonable if we are the lifeblood of the flying airline industry to want a power port and a television and a mm. fucking and a hot towel. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something freaking about black towel. If a jet fucking engine, if what it took to get to the jet engine ain't enough of a commodity, then you can fucking walk. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you just walk. If you need more than that, if you need more than soaring through the skies like a fucking falcon, then you can't. <laughs> so this has been a Comedy Central podcast. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, 
You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.